0: everyone. welcome back to the Let's Talk about that podcast. I'm Imani
1: and I'm Brooke. Before we start, be sure to follow us on Instagram at the
0: LTAT pod. Today we'll be talking about dating. So grab your coffee and let's talk about that.
1: Well, welcome back everybody. Thanks for joining us for another episode on the podcast and like we said in the intro we're gonna talk about dating today yes and just to start let's talk about like the culture behind dating right now and what it's like what it's like to date um I mean for me personally when I was dating I feel like it was super fast-paced especially with um dating apps and just not giving time to actually get to know someone it was we mm-hmm. were quick to judge yeah someone
0: oh yeah for sure i dating has changed a lot and even the last 50 years oh yeah like dating apps didn't exist and i feel like i don't know that we as a culture has re- like thought about that i know that there are some people who are like how am i supposed to meet people without dating apps but it's like How did people date and get married before phones? Yeah. You know? Seriously. Like You approached
1: someone. You approached someone. (laughs)
0: Holy. That's an idea. Yeah. But that kind of goes back to like our peop like our generation being really uncomfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. And I totally agree. Yeah. Definitely in
1: a mindset of Let's try to make our lives as comfortable as possible mm-hmm. with zero things that could cause us any type of dis, um, I inconvenience. don't say, yeah, inconvenience, but also like, uh, anxiety because oh, some, yeah. some anxiety, I feel like gets a bad rap because mm-hmm. anxiety just is like a hot word to say yeah. in general.
0: Well, Brad said something to me the other day. He said, um... Stress, there are different kinds of stress, but one thing that universally stress breeds is growth.
1: Amen to that. Yeah, there's good kinds of
0: stress and there's bad kinds, but stress altogether breeds growth.
1: And we don't want to be stressed.
0: Yeah, but, you know, it's it's important to grow as people. And I think there are a lot of young people feeling stagnant in life Mm -hmm. and that's because everything is at our fingertips and everything is so comfortable and easily accessible yeah and nobody goes outside of their shell and allows themselves to be uncomfortable Mm -hmm. in order to grow and move forward and change um but yeah i think (laughs) that's a whole thing in and of itself yes but i totally agree um i just
1: feel like we are not willing to sit in awkward sometimes situations yeah for a long period of time we're pretty quick to be like well this is awkward obviously we don't vibe so bye
0: exactly and (laughs) a long time ago i say a long time ago it's even like maybe 10 years ago 10 years ago yeah like that was just part of the process like you don't know a person you're going on a date with them to try it out and get to know them and you're both nervous there's a grace period for that yeah you know like there should be some kind of like dating rule with dating apps like give it three dates or something (laughs) so it's like you actually give each other a fair shot like yes
1: i had to learn that the hard uh way oh yeah and we'll get into that but yeah yep oh my gosh (laughs) Just the growing pains over the years of dating, learning honestly the art of dating, yeah, <laughs> and how to how to navigate it well, yeah, um and not be not come out on the other end really frustrated with yourself and with your options, too, yeah, I but. feel like
0: that's a common struggle that I hear a lot from people is there's no options, mm. and I to an extent I agree but I also think you know what what have you done that's different than just kind of take a first glance Hmm. at what's around you have you ever tried to talk to that person initiate maybe getting to know them a little bit more than this what's on the surface kind of thing and I think you know there are some situations where that could be the answer to for sure there's there are no options or you know that maybe there just really aren't any options
1: but are you asking yourself if you're putting yourself out there Mm -hmm. too yeah or if you're literally just looking in your immediate circle and saying to yourself there's no options right I was challenged by that, too, over the course of dating. Um, over those years, I was like, okay, I need to change some things. First of all, my attitude, but also <laughs> um, how I am putting myself out there, too. Yeah. Um, anyways, so I also wanted to say um, the culture right now, too, with dating, there's a lot of FOMO. And what I mean by that is that when you're dating, you can feel like you're settling for one option and committing to one option when you actually, like, are like, okay, I'm going to be your girlfriend. I'm going to be your boyfriend. Yeah. Um, and you feel like you're settling in your circle of friends or dating app options or even the options that you're thinking in your head that you've never met and you don't know about these like ghost options. Yeah. And when you actually commit, you're scared to. It's because... almost
0: like I don't know if there's something better.
1: Exactly. So I
0: don't wanna because there's so much at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. Like if you got to think before dating apps, you didn't know if there were 10 other people in your area that you might match with. Yes you know what I mean? Yes. It was just like the person that's in front of you, if it's going good, great. Yeah. And And that was that.
1: That's another thing that I either read somewhere or heard someone say, but back in the day when like, you know, people were like milking cows and like had their (laughs) farms and stuff there, like the likelihood that you were going to marry your neighbor down the street was like, Ni- a 90% chance you wow. were just going to marry your neighbor. Wow. Yeah. Or like some person from your church or someone that you
0: like yeah, worked with. in your daily circle.
1: Yeah, exactly. And now we have like all of these options that I almost feel like it's debilitating because we're like, well, the options are endless. What if there's yeah. someone who is funnier than the person that's sitting in front of me? Oh, yeah. What if there's somebody who will... Um, compliment me more and make me feel better I 100% agree yeah that list goes on
0: that is a really interesting thought and I think there is a lot of truth to that yeah I also think to go off of that too with I mean even be after people were milking cows and things like that (laughs) but um I think there is a loss of men taking charge Mm. in that area and the art of the pursuit yeah um which I think is super important um because whether you're a boss woman Mm -hmm. or you know you're more like I'm just like chilling and waiting kind of thing I think women as a whole have an, an innate desire to be wanted
1: Hmm.
0: and pursued Um, and I think the loss of men being forward in a respectful way Hmm. um, has really been a detriment to dating culture.
1: Well, I think because too now, because there's a lack from the men, the women are trying to pick up the slack
0: and Uh that's not
1: necessarily... not saying you can't be a pursuer as a woman right but it's not necessarily the role that they should be playing all the time
0: and i mean i think it's very circular as well i think we have gone into a hyper feminist kind of place in our culture where we step on men Mm -hmm. in order to get ahead of them Mm -hmm. or something and then it's then we're mad that they're not doing the things that we want them to do right. and they're being stagnant and they're weak. being lazy yeah. or they're weak men. Yeah. Um, but it's like, well, are we not literally putting them down all the time? Yes, um, but we're mad about it. Mm-hmm. And then on men's side, there are a lot of men that are more than happy to take a back seat. Fine. I don't have to do anything. There's no expectation on me. So. Right. Great. I'll just wait. Yeah. And you to that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I think it's very circular. I think that there is 50 50 responsibility mm-hmm. there. For sure. Um Yeah. But that's a whole thing in and of itself and I'm really looking forward to talking about that and we're actually going to have our husbands come on the podcast and talk with us about that, which is really exciting.
1: I love that each episode we're just naturally organically teasing other episodes to come.
0: Yeah, I love Um, that.
1: Yes, so uh, we will talk about that. But um, I kind of wanted to continue this conversation by just literally interviewing you and asking you about your dating history, amani, yeah. and then vice versa, yeah, um so let's just start with the first um obvious question, what was your dating history like?
0: Yeah, my dating history is very uh small. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a lot of dating experience. I've done the whole crush thing. um, I've had some people express interest in me you know a couple of times or just like heard through the grapevine you know oh so and so likes you but never have they come up to me and actually been like hey I like you kind of thing I've done the whole song and dance I've had crushes that might have turned into dating but I wasn't at an age where my parents allowed me to date um So it just didn't end up happening or like someone moved away or whatever. Um, So I've only ever dated two people, one of them being my husband. And it's actually kind of funny because we, he was the first person I ever dated officially ever in my life. Um, But the first time we dated, we only dated for a week. And Mm -hmm. then we didn't talk for like almost a year in between that space I had dated another person who we were together for about two months and then after that I had dated um Brad again and um and then we got yeah. married and the rest is history there but um yeah I <laughs> I haven't really done much other than that unless you want to count the quote-unquote boyfriend I had in fourth and fifth grade but other than that <laughs> that is it's a very brief dating history but honestly I'm kind of glad I didn't have to go through a bunch of relationships and breakups and heartaches and all the things like two was plenty for me
1: um what were some things that you would say either were lessons you learned during your dating um your dating history or what were some fears that you faced?
0: Mm. You can answer both those questions. Yeah. Or, yeah. I I think I had a lot of fears going into dating. Um, mostly they kind of played into the fears I already had about myself in general. Um, of like not being enough. Being a disappointment or a failure in some way. Or like losing their interest. Um, was just like overbearing almost because I so desperately wanted to find my person that I was so scared that when I actually found them that I wouldn't be enough for Mm them um so I was just that was kind of to my own detriment because I feel like I was very needy and not in like a like I'm it was mostly inwardly, but I was always like, oh, they didn't compliment me today, so I must not look good enough today, or whatever, like, I would never outwardly be like, compliment me, compliment me, because I didn't want to be annoying, (laughs) but, so, yeah, yeah, those were the fears that I carried, and I think, like, lessons learned, there's definitely a lot of them, like, I had mentioned um, in the singleness episode like not um, doing all the personal work Hmm. that I should have done in my season of singleness in my dating you're saying you did that
1: in your dating rather than in your singleness I wish
0: I had done that in my singleness Mm -hmm. and instead it ended up happening during my season of dating thankfully it was with brad who's my husband now and he was incredibly instrumental in helping me work through a lot of things and he was very patient and gracious and loving and gentle with me during that time but it was hard Mm -hmm. like it was a lot of hard conversations a lot of like crying and working through just a slew of emotions and like just unacknowledged trauma um And I'm so thankful for him every day for helping me work through that because I would not be who I am today without him being so steadfast. Mm -hmm. Like, he was literally my rock, like, during that time because I was just so insecure and, like, fragile And he could have done a lot of things during that time and been a lot of different ways or just been like, I can't handle that. But he like stood by me during that time and I'm so forever grateful. Um, So that's one of the biggest lessons is just like you really need to like make sure that you're taking that time in your singleness to like work through your stuff Hmm. like counseling i'm so thankful that it's not like a taboo thing anymore to go get counseling like even if you think you're fine you should see someone yeah and talk about it even if it's just to see how you can grow as a person and be like a better member of society mm-hmm. like go talk to somebody it can only help yeah you know yeah um i think another lesson that i learned is from my other relationship is just because you get along really well with someone and have like this fun banter and maybe even have an attraction of some kind doesn't always mean that you should start dating them Mm. Um, because in my second relationship I was really good friends with this person I loved spending time with them we got along really well but I don't really think that we ever got super deep and I should have kind of thought of that that we never really got super deep and talked about like our struggles and things that we were really dealing with like there wasn't a lot of like serious intimate conversation it was just more poking fun at each other well I think in a way actually that's The lesson there might even
1: be that you weren't quite sure what you were looking for yet.
0: Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think he had a lot of forefront qualities that I wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, Like being a part of the church, we had like those interests. And like I really wanted someone funny like because I love laughing and being funny. And like it was just like all the forefront Mm -hmm. like things that are important. I thought we were there on the front end because we were friends for a good while. Mm-hmm. um, and I felt like I really knew him. But then when I was thinking of like marriage, having babies, mm-hmm. whatever, I just kind of felt like I just was like, at the end of the day, I guess in our relationship, I kind of felt like I was a, oh, well, you fit into this puzzle of what I want well enough, kind of mm-hmm. thing. You were compromising. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, and I felt that both ways. Like for him, I fit into what he had already imagined for his life. Mm -hmm. So I was good enough. And I felt like kind of the same kind of way.
1: Wow. I didn't realize we have a similarity there between your, that boyfriend and my boyfriend before my husband. Yeah. Wow.
0: And it just like, it got to a point where I was just like, I don't actually feel anything romantic here. And I think it, it would have been better if we had just stayed friends. And because mm. of that, it ended up kind of ruining a little bit the friendship. And we didn't end up really talking after that. Um, we're cool now. Yeah. But it was just, like, it, it was just probably a relationship that didn't need to detriment from yeah. being friends. Yeah. Um. But, yeah. Yeah. I think that's what. I would say about
1: those. That's so good. Um, so I guess looking more into when you finally did commit, how, how did you do that? How did you know, I guess, that Brad was the one? How did yeah. you f- face that,
0: like, big thing of committing to someone? Yeah. Well, I think that initially when we first started dating, I knew that I had felt a feeling about him that I'd never felt before. And I mean, I know he was the first person I dated, but I also had crushes, and I knew what that felt like. And I knew that there were people that I wanted to date, and we wanted to date each other, but we weren't old enough. Mm. Um, And I compared those things, and I knew that I felt something about him that I didn't feel about. Like, I had never experienced that feeling. Mm. Um, And then after we had broken up, I remember still feeling that way, and it was weird, and I was just like, I can't feel like that unidentified feeling, I don't know. Um, But then when we got back together after not talking to one another for almost a year, and nothing had changed, um, I was kind of like, there might be something here, I don't know. But I think I did know that whole time really, truly. But I was like, it it can't be that I am, like, actually in love with this person. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there was really a defining moment.
1: Where you knew.
0: Where I, like, knew, knew. It just, like, it came out of me. Like, a really short story. When we were just, like, after we had dated the first time and then started being friends again we had gone to a church event together and um, we were driving back home from that church event and we were just saying like things that we appreciate about each other because I feel like we were constantly like spurring each other on like just being really encouraging to one another like being there to support one another and he was just like praising me for some ways that I had dealt with some situations and things and I was just like I really appreciate you like and how you've like been there and how encouraging you are like and I've seen you do that with other people and all of this and I just love you and (laughs) I remember it being like dead silent in the car and I was like I did not just say that like I was petrified I was like looking at him from my peripheral and there was no kind of any expression on his face no nothing and I was like okay maybe he didn't hear so it's fine. Everything's fine. And next thing I know, we're pulling into a parking lot. And I'm like, this is not my home. <laughs> so I'm confused about what's happening right now. Um, he gets out of the car without a word, comes around to my side, opens my door, and just holds out his hand to me. Aww. And I'm like please don't kiss me. (laughs) What's going to happen? Please don't kiss me. (laughs) Because I was like, I wanted to save my first kiss for someone that I knew I was actually going to be with. Mm -hmm. Well, actually (laughs) that was not my first kiss, but that's, (laughs) sorry. Oh man. (laughs) Memory unlocked. Anyway. um, But so I get out and he just pulls me into this hug and he's like, I love you too. And Mm. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is like a movie scene. And we were all dressed up too for this event that we went to, so it was just like felt like a movie. It was so cute. And I like cherished that memory, but I like in that moment it was like my I guess my feelings in my head, my heart and my head like connected. Like, mm. oh, like I I think this is the one. This is my person. Like I think this is actually like for real.
1: And you weren't even like dating necessarily no we weren't we which is
0: crazy yeah but, but i mean we had been friends we're talking for, for yeah. so long and we yeah. weren't like because at that point in my life i was at a season where i was like i am not dating right now i'm just gonna take six months and focus on me yeah and the lord and growing as a person and everything um yeah and it was like at that point during that time i was probably about two months out from being done with the six months Mm. that that had happened (laughs) so that made things a little bit Mm -hmm. difficult i remember yeah (laughs) but um yeah that's i guess when i officially knew that he was the one that's so sweet
1: thank you for sharing (laughs) all that
0: let's go on to brookie because there is a lot to say and a lot to share.
1: Oh, my gosh. So, yeah.
0: Brookie, <laughs> as um, briefly as you can, maybe, <laughs> what was your dating history like? Oh, my like?
1: goodness gracious. Well, when I was – so, similar to Amani as well, I had a rule in our household. I couldn't date until I was 18. I think – was it 18 for you, too? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, couldn't date till I was 18, but unlike Imani, I did not have no prospects up until 18, Mm -hmm. so there was no... Which I find just
0: so hard to believe, because I, I, like, for those of you who know Brooke, she's, like, the most stunning individual. Oh, my gosh. Like, both in looks and the fact that she's just, like, multi-talented. Like, she's got it all.
1: You bless me with those words. Um, You bless
0: me with yourself. Oh so. my
1: gosh. Well, <laughs> ditto girl, you're a tall glass of water. Oh I don't God. know if I've said that already, but.
0: <laughs> um
1: so I up until eighteen I there was just nobody on my mind. And um so I went into my twenties, still not really um not really even looking to date necessarily. I had strictly been taught growing up that dating is for marriage. Dating is for marriage. Like over and over Mm -hmm. and over again to the point where I went into my 20s and that was all I could think of was like if I am going to date, I need to make sure that who I date is going to be someone
0: who I can see Yeah, so it's like it already is like some weird kind of pre-dating dating dating process where it's like I have to observe you and then I have to like – talk to you yep. in group settings because we're not actually dating. Yes. And then it's just – it makes it so weird.
1: Yeah, it's also very difficult to just be like – if you want to approach dating as like I would like to be friends with this person first and then like if anything grows there, great. If not, yeah. then we'll just continue to hang out in group settings, whatever Yeah, it put like you a doing. weird
0: pressure on it to feel yeah. like if – you started to date someone mm-hmm. and it didn't work out it was some kind of big failure and then yeah. you couldn't continue to be friends with that person afterward or just talk to them normally because it was like I was considering you to be my husband and yeah. you're not that so it's yep. weird and yep. I can't talk to you anymore
1: yeah there is a huge heaviness around dating like altogether. Mm-hmm. but so I continued on my way thinking that didn't really see anyone in my immediate circle that I was interested in because all of us are like twenty twenty one. Mm-hmm. None of us are looking to settle down. Right. Now we know some friends who in our circle who did feel that way and got yeah. married at like twenty twenty one. But yeah. that for me was not even close to being on my mind, like settling down and getting yeah. married yet. Um, but once I hit, I think it was like, Twenty three. Twenty two or twenty three. I was. Long story short, in like a housewarming party for um, me and my sister and a friend of mine, and this we invited. It was our housewarming party, and we mm-hmm. invited just everybody from our church, mm-hmm. like all kinds of different people, and. This guy walks in that I've never <laughs> seen before. I'm
0: like pre-laughing because I know this story. <laughs> yeah.
1: we. This guy walks in and he comes like kind of talks to me a little bit, but kind of talks to like everybody. So mm-hmm. I didn't think anything of yeah. it. And he was like new to our friend circle. And um. so I just was like, oh, like, he's he's nice, he's attractive, but, like, he if anything, he'd probably be interested in, like, my sister. I feel mm-hmm. like I was probably similar to you in, like, thinking – not thinking that people took me
0: – As, like, womanly. Yeah, as I womanly I struggle to, or, like, like, feel womanly, and I don't yeah. know what that is. I think that's, like, a whole other thing in and of itself. Yeah. And maybe, like, hearing you say that now, I'm like, maybe this is, like, a more common struggle than I yeah realize, but I, I struggle – To, like, even now, because I just, like, I don't feel Mm -hmm. all the time like an adult. Some like It's, like, a weird, like, correlation with feeling your age and things like that. But it's just, like, making that transition to, like, oh, I'm a woman now. Mm -hmm. What does that feel like?
1: Yes. I just didn't consider myself a prospect for somebody like him. Yes. I figured if he liked anyone, it would be my sister.
0: Yes, I totally feel that. Yeah,
1: so... I the next day we were like hanging out or something and I can't remember how exactly it went down but I think a friend of mine came over to me and was like you see that guy over there he uh he's interested in somebody and I was like oh my gosh is it my sister I'm so excited yay and my friend was like no it's you
0: bro and I was like (laughs) really
1: really so I started, like, kind of freaking out because it was the first time that anyone had looked at me that way. Yeah. That I knew of. Mm-hmm. That had actually done something about it because yes. he asked for my number or something like that. Yes. Long story short, we dated for almost six months. And um, I – similar to Amani, I thought – I wasn't really looking at him with – red flag eyes. I was more I like agreed to date him because I was just excited that somebody was wanting to date me. Um and saw like some green flags in him, but wasn't really knowing what I was looking for and yeah, just wasn't really taking the process very seriously. I just thought yeah. this is fun. I get to date somebody and so I finally came to terms with things about, like, five, five and a half months in after I had already taken a family vacation with his whole family.
0: Yikes.
1: Yeah, big cringe. Like, I, I was really in denial. I didn't want to actually put in the work and effort of being uncomfortable and breaking up with this guy. Yeah. But once I did, I... Completely shifted gears of what of who, the type of person that I even was. Mm-hmm. I was such a um, go with the flow person before
0: yeah.
1: I met him, and as I was dating him, I made a lot of compromises yeah. to my own beliefs. Yep. And when I finally broke up with him, my whole mindset on dating changed and i was like i know what i'm looking for i'm not willing to compromise on x y and z Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and i am not going to make this mistake again of wasting my time and going through the pain and hurt of i don't know if i would necessarily say that i was in love with this person but i was definitely in lust with him oh yeah yeah
0: totally different
1: totally different
0: yeah
1: um but i don't want to go through the pain of like of feeling those feelings but then having to strip them all away right and hurt them Mm -hmm. and knowing myself when i hurt someone it hurts me even more oh yeah
0: this doesn't feel nice yeah
1: completely all-consuming yes We are just butting in here because this discussion went way too long. (laughs) We had way too much to talk about.
0: Yes. So we're going to make this a two-parter. We hope you're enjoying it so far. And we hope you'll stay tuned for part two of this dating episode.
1: Thanks for listening and we'll see you there.